Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsnaya, and today we will be studying Duff 21, Kaf Aleph, in the third chapter of Musafat Megillah. We will start with the beginning of the third chapter on 21 Aleph, and look at the Mishnah, which will deal with the laws of reading from the Megillah and Torah. Much of what we do or don't do in the weekly Torah reading cycle has its roots here. So this is a great opportunity to learn a little bit about what is going on and why we are doing the things we are doing. The Mishnah He who reads the Megillah may do so either standing or sitting. Whether one reads it or two read it, they have performed their obligation. In places where it is the custom to say a blessing, one should say a blessing. And where it is not the custom, one shouldn't say a blessing. On Mondays and Thursdays, and on Shabbat, at Mincha, three read, neither more nor less, nor is a Haftarah read from the prophets. The one who reads first in the Torah, and the one who reads last, make a blessing before reading and after. On the new moons, and on the intermediate days, meaning Chola Moed, or festivals, four read, neither more nor less, and there is no Haftarah from a prophet. The one who reads first and the one who reads last the Torah make a blessing before and after. This is the general rule. On any day which has Musaf and is not a festival, four read. On a festival, five read. On the Day of Atonement, six read. On Shabbat, seven. This number may not be diminished, but it may be added to. And the Haftarah is read from the Prophet. The one who reads first and the one who reads last in the Torah make a blessing before and after. Okay, so far the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah is about reading the Megillah. Actually, any of the Megillot, for instance, Megillat Rut, as well as Megillat Esther. So we learn that according to the Mishnah, one may read it either standing or sitting. And Rashi confirms that so is the case. The next line is interesting. Just in passing, the Mishnah informs us, Makom shinahagu levarech, levarech. Veshilo yevarech, lo yevarech. In a place where the minhag of the community it is to say a blessing, one should do so too. And where it isn't the custom, one shouldn't say a blessing. This is interesting, as it both tells us that there was no unified practice as to whether to say a blessing over reading the Megillah, and also about the power of minhag as they were practiced by individual communities. In other words, respect the local custom and do as they do. Besheni v'hamishi v'shabat b'mincha kor'in shlosha. Okay, so let's go back a bit. On Mondays and Thursdays and Shabbat at mincha, three go up to read, meaning three receive an aliyah. So what is the reason for reading from the Torah on Mondays, Thursdays, on Shabbat. There are different traditions that explain the reason. 
in tractate Baba Kama 82 Aleph, we find a, 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 an allusion to the verse in Exodus 15.22, where it says, They traveled three days in the wilderness and found no water. Let's have a look at what the Sugya says in Baba Kama 82 Aleph, listing a number of decrees made by Ezra the scribe and their reason. So here it was says, that the law be read publicly in the Mincha service on Shabbat on account of the shopkeepers, who during the weekdays have no time to hear the reading of the law. That the law be read publicly on Mondays and Thursdays. But was this ordained by Ezra? Was this not ordained even before him? For it was taught, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water, upon which those who explain verses metaphorically said, water means nothing but Torah, as it says, Lo, everyone that thirsts for, for water come and drink. It thus means that as they went three days without Torah, they immediately became exhausted. The prophets among them thereupon rose and, and enacted that they should publicly read the law on Shabbat, make a break on Sunday, read again on Monday, make a break again on Tuesday and Wednesday, read again on Thursday, and then make a break on Friday, so that they should not be kept for three days without Torah. Originally it was ordained that one man should read three verses, or that three men should together read three verses corresponding to priests, Levites, and Israelites. Then Ezra came and ordained that three men should be called up to read, and that ten verses should be read. So far, the Sugya from Baba Kama. Now the Tosafot in Baba Kama 82 Aleph also adds that another reason for the Monday-Thursday schedule, and that was that according to the tradition, Moses went up to Har Sinai to receive the second sets of tablets on the last day, on the last Monday in the month of Av, and descended from the mountain on Thursday the 10th of Tishrei. Or, if you are a little bit more rationally inclined, here's a more historical or sociological explanation. Mondays and Thursdays were picked because these were public market days and guaranteed greatest attendance. Anyway, the cycle of Monday, Thursday, Shabbat guaranteed that they would never pass three days without the Jewish people having at least an opportunity to listen to Torah. It obviously doesn't tell us anything about regular attendance during Torah reading in ancient times, but something tells me it's probably never been 100% then either. In the Mishnah we read that at one point the custom was that only the first and the last person would recite the blessing over the Torah. So the opening blessing would be read by the person receiving the first aliyah, and the last person called up would then recite the closing bracha, and everyone else in between would come up without reciting a bracha. You will obviously be aware that this is not the practice that we have today, no matter which denomination or which menhage community follows. The standard today is that each person who receives an aliyah recites both the opening and the closing bracha. So where does this come from? Actually from our sugya on 22b, where it explains the reason that the rabbis considered it necessary to change this practice. 
The Gemara explains in the Piska, meaning a quotation from the Mishnah, six lines from the bottom. Ein pochtin mehen ein mosifin. And then continues with the Gemara, Tna, hapoteach mevarech lifneha, veachotem mevarech lechoreha. Vehaitna dechulu mevarche, lifneha veachoreha. Hainu tama, detakenu rabanan gezera, mishum hanichnesin, umishum hayotzin. The Mishnah says, neither less or more, and now another rabbinic pearl of wisdom is in the Gemara. Etana taught, the first person to receive an aliyah recites the opening blessing, and the last person recites the closing blessing. Nowadays, all persons say a blessing, both before and after, because the rabbis made a decree because of people coming and going. This is absolutely brilliant. Again, the rabbis respond to the particular practices and the social realities. The Mishnah was operating under the assumption that that only one set of blessing is needed in order to frame the public reading of the Torah, and assumed that everyone was present from beginning to end, so there was no risk of confusion. But just sitting at Shabbat service any given week, you will notice that people maybe including yourself or myself, are constantly coming and going during services, with quite a lot of traffic around the time of the Torah reading. I guess some things never change. The impression might therefore arise for those coming late or leaving early, e.g. after arriving after the first blessing was recited or leaving before the last person recites the closing blessing, it would give the impression that one could read publicly from the Torah without reciting a blessing. But this isn't the case, and we know that. But knowing their congregants, and that they are not likely to start coming on time to services, or actually staying to the very end, the rabbis simply decreed that each person receiving an aliyah would recite both blessings. And with that, a greater chance is given that those present know that Torah reading comes with a set of blessings. And I assume the rabbis succeeded. Today, most Jews, who are at least vaguely familiar with services, know that brachot are recited both before and after each aliyah. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.